from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Aaron Catano Saez. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a character creation, world building, and storytelling podcast where each week, Jeff and I take your brilliant listener prompts, spin them up into original characters, and populate a shared universe one story at a time called fantasy. I don't know if you could you could hear my karate on microphone as you were doing that, but I was hitting... I was hitting some hard karate. I was posing too. I swear. Good. All right, good. I was like I'm doing glad. like a invisible bow and arrow type gestures. And yeah, stuff. I'm just doing. I was sort of just doing wild chops. Not Fuck. really any like rhyme or reason to them. But like, I'm glad that we're ailing the same energy tonight. I think that's important. It is important. I'm fucking excited. Um, I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm here. I'm here, and I'm ready. What's getting you pumped this week? Um, I'm, I don't want to skip ahead to the post show bits, but like, and also I don't want to, you know talk endlessly be the person that talks endlessly about the stuff that i do but i want to talk about the stuff that i do for a minute you know toot that horn toot it i want to toot i want to toot that horn for a minute Aaron, if you could if you just do that for the whole segment of course. Be, yeah ready please, please don't oh <laughs> um so uh what's what's got me what's got me jazzed up this week is that like i literally have just now moments before this recording put the finishing touches on the 200th episode of party of one and like Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Congratulations. Hell yeah. That's a fuck ton of dedication. Damn. That that alone is a testament to like hard work, dedication, perseverance. Like I I put in I put in those hours and like suddenly I'm feeling it. Fuck yeah. Well, <laughs> what do you mean like you're feeling how tired you are? No, it's just yeah, <laughs> okay. I, I mean a li- a li- honestly a little bit. Like I was like 200. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for realsies. But this is a monumental event. This is a milestone, as the kids call it. Yeah, I'm feeling good. It, it feels it feels great. I'm real you happy. Sh- like, you should feel good. I mean, making it to 50, making it to like one episode is hard enough. It's true. And, you know, and then like continuing on and you, you've kept true to your vision and you haven't fallen victim to like doing dumb things just to keep up with the Joneses. It's true. It's yeah. true. What's got you jazzed up this week? What's got me jazzed up this week is, I mean, I'm also going to toot my own horn. Do it. I bought a fucking Switch. <laughs> good. It felt good. I never fucking spend money. Um, For listeners at home, I am incredibly, ch- I am uh, fiscally responsible. You know, I rarely spend my, I spend anything that I earn unless it's like on travel. Um, I try to save up so I can have like a life experience. So sure. I don't really spend money on, like, dumb shit. Because, also, I live in New York, so it's so easy to just liquidate what you make immediately on, like, food or events, you know, or, like, nights out. So I just stay in and work on a podcast and play video games. So I decided to get one of those savings apps called Digit. Uh, Ali Grauer tweeted about it, and I downloaded it. It, like, every time you spend money, it takes a little bit from your account and puts it away in, like, a rainy day fund, um, and then at later on, you like cash it out. It's like your own personal Venmo. Mm-hmm. And I had enough fucking in my digit to pay for like a switch, a fucking SD card, a game. I was like, God damn it. Fuck it. I'm going to do something for myself that isn't related to work. 
You know, like treat. I, usually, I'm like, I'm gonna treat myself. I'm gonna get a new mouse, or like, I'm gonna get a new pop filter. So this time, I was like, I want to switch. I want to see what all the hubbub is about, and it's amazing. And I like, it was just cool. You, I felt cool finally being able to do something for myself like that. That's yeah. like, fuck it, I'm gonna buy something baller. That makes and me happy. This. That makes yeah. me really, really happy. You, if, did you buy? Did you buy the Goose game? No, not yet. I'm. I bought it specifically for my commute is ninety minutes at like midnight. Sure. So I wanted something that's just like mindless. So I basically I bought Hyrule Warriors, which is like the um, what's the Battle of Warriors Orochi is called Dynasty Warriors. Dynasty Warriors, but it's, for for Legend of Zelda, for, sure. It's fucking amazing, and it's just like my time waster. I'm gonna move on to Goose Game, but I still gotta learn like how to use a switch. But anyway, if you want my friend code, um, I'm gonna be tweeting it. So friend me on Switch. But yeah, that's yeah. what's getting me Hell excited. Yeah. I'm it's excited. Like, I'm excited for you. Cool. Thank I'm excited you. to. I'm excited for you to get some cool games, and we're gonna talk about the games that you're playing. I'm. I'm we in. Are. I'm excited. Hell yeah. Um, we, so we have a prompt this week and I'm really excited about, uh, today's episode. So the prompt this week, we'll start there is from our discord, uh, prompt submission server server. Yeah. Right. They're called servers. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Um, and it's from deer and the prompt is the flower Oracle, which is dope. That's a good prompt. That's a good prompt. It's a really good prompt. Simple yet beautiful. And we're going to like. We're going to use a game today to help us out. Like, you know how our format by now, like, we we take bits of games to, like, better amplify our storytelling abilities and things like that. And I'm excited yeah. because this game is cool. And it's called How to Weave a Human by Mahar Mangahas. And it's dope. It's a character creation and storytelling game and world building game based on Filipino myth. And uh, let me give you the long and short. This is a game for one to five players. Its objectives are simple to create a character and in doing so create the world the character occupies. Each player is in charge of an aspect of creation between uh, five aspects of creation. And those aspects of creation have different questions in them to like Mm -hmm. ask about the character. And that's kind of what we're going to focus on today. We're going to focus on the question aspects and really highlight those because y'all this game is fucking brilliant and the questions in it will flesh out your character like, whoa. They're yeah, they're, very they're looking good. at them now. They're very good questions. Yeah, and so Jeff and I are kind of going to like, when we when we need a little help, or not even, we're just going to use them to kind of drive who this flower oracle is and what their, like, what their place in the world is. You know how we yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so first, I'm going to ask you, like, what is the, what's the first image you get for a flower oracle? Um, I get, like, oh gosh, um... Sort of like a flower person. Like I'm picturing oh, some human. I pictured some humanization uh, or some personification elements. Okay, I love this. Something like that. Because like an oracle is usually someone who like receives a message from a higher power. You know, right. like the oracle at Delphi or Delphi, whatever. And so it's someone who like receives a message, conveys a message. So yeah. is this someone who communes with the planet, hears the planet, and re you know translates that outward, or just hears it? Um, I, I like hears it and communicates it outward. That feels, that feels right to me. What are they, is it, are they doing that for a purpose? Do, are they, are they someone like, are they an, a quest NPC? Or is this just someone who lives on like the outskirts of the town in like a field of wildflowers in like a small house hmm. that hears the pr- planets and like gives it what it needs? Hmm. You know, is this a hero or is this like, you know, a quest NPC? <sighs> I'm not a hundred percent sure yet. Because it, it, the initial, like, response to a flower oracle makes you think of, like, the person the hero goes to, and they're like, gather me up, you know, the 
the leaves of the elderberry tea and I'll, you know, I'll tell you what you need to know. But for me, I'm like, what if the flower oracle was a hero and like the planet gave them a mission? I'm into that. The planet gave them something like a task. Yeah, I'm into that. And we'll find that out. But I want to know who they are and how they like who they are. Right. Do you see any questions from how do we have a human that jump out to you for at first? Yes. The question is, who are the people whose reputations are overly exaggerated? So I want to ask the question of like, what is the legend that people have exaggerated of the flower oracle? Oh, okay. Because they're a flower person, right? I'm that might even be that might be the reputation. Oh God, I did. Let's roll for pronouns real quick. Do it, do it. Uh, I got a three. So she is a flower oracle, and the reputation is that what that she is a flower. That, that she, she is, is as plant-like? much as much plant as person. Is she? Is it's exaggerated? Then no, which is it's great. exaggerated. Okay, I love that. Maybe it's because she's so decorated with flowers, like wears them in her hair, like one behind her ear, her flower, her clothes are made out of plants and flowers and, you know, woven, maybe just like woven flower stems, like everything is flowers with this person that mm-hmm. people are like, oh my God, she's made out of a flower. And it's like, no, I just, you know, I decorate myself with them. I cover yeah. myself in them. Yeah. You know, she's... So she's in tune with the planet. She loves flowers. So we've established. Do so. What's established is that this person lives in a city, outside of a city, in the outskirts of a city. Nothing's jumping out at me yet. I don't know. Okay, give me a question. Give me yeah. a question. How do outsiders view this character? Um, they view her as I. I like the idea that they view her as someone to be feared but respected. Mm, why feared? What is it that's scary about her? Tying into the reputation that she is as much plant as person, I think it's tied in the idea that, like, she is the earth, like, the planet as much of a person. You know what I mean? Yeah, so people are afraid of that. The I think it's that it's the, it's the, the power that that implies, right? Is that if you are an extension of the world... Yeah. You know, if you that you wield you wield the power of the planet, like that mm. is an all that is a hell of a, a a proposition. I have a name. Okay. Dahlia Reyes. Love it. Um and so Dahlia so people find think that Dahlia is someone who like can cause natural you know, if if you yeah. have the power of plants, people are like, You could ruin my crops, you could cause a typhoon. Like, you know, I mean you have a you have the power of the planet on your side, the power of God and anime. Yep. You know, and people, that's 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 scary. So people, do people avoid her as a result? We can say yes. It's sad, but sometimes, you know. I don't think so. I think I think they come to her, I think they come to her when the need is great. Oh, so, okay. That is a twist. Like, the need being great, like, my crops are dying, there's a monster, help me grow a bouquet. How can I get a bouquet that will truly make my dead grandfather smile? Uh, you know, all like, all of the above. Oh, I like, like I think people that. come to her. People come to her and they're like, look, I, I, I have nowhere else to turn. Mm. Like, I have come to the flower oracle because I do not know who else to turn to. And it's always related to, like, the planet and earth. Yeah, and it's related to plants, and... earth, flowers, you know. Okay. Growing, I have a question for you. Growing up, where did this character spend their time in comfort? She spent her time in comfort, like, uh, like on distant mountaintops okay where it was comparatively quiet 
Because mm. she speaks to plants, to nature, to, to living things. So she kind of was drawn to, you know, mountains, craggly caves, places where she could, like, sit and focus. I'm getting a little bit of vibe of, like, Superman flying into the atmosphere and, like, flying into the atmosphere to get away from, like, to get away from people and, like, figure out where she needed or where Superman needs to be. Yeah. I like that idea that, like, she goes to these kind of desolate places yeah. To hear out, like, the cry, whether it be a person who needs something related to nature or something natural. Like, she goes to hear a cry and then goes to that place. So that also tells me that this person lives, like, kind of a solitary existence. Because if they're mm-hmm. a problem solver, it is oftentimes that the, the Superman type thing where it's like, you know, I'm the only person who can do this. Mm-hmm. Are they the only person who can do this that they know of? Sure. Damn. Okay, so growing up, where did this character spend their time in duress is the other half of the question. I think in duress, they spend it among, like, you know, the thickest parts of nature, right? Like, I think I think a lot of her life, a lot of her problems are nature problems. So it's yeah. like, you know, a mudslide has happened and she's there, like, move, you know, moving, you know, moving animals and making sure that animals are safe or that plants you're, you know, or that like a rare flower is not like extinguished in like a, uh, in a, you know, random forest fire. Now, a question for you Is she super magical? Is she Superman or is this a gardener? Is this someone who can, like, we, it's a flower oracle, doesn't have to have power over plants, just communes and knows what they need, want, you know, hate, things like that. What's, jump, it- what's jumping out to you? <laughs> I don't know. It's easy to make a superhero. You know what I mean? I kind it's- of like an, a fairly ordinary person with this gift to hear things. Yeah. And to know, like, what needs to be done. That also kind of gives her a natural connection to other people. Like, yeah, even absolutely. if she is a solitary person, she knows that there are times where she has to, like, rally people. So then maybe people don't come to her. Maybe she comes to people. Okay. I like Like, this. she is like, look, I, I need, like, you are needed. You know, the world, the world needs you. If, if you do not come with your, you know, you are a famous, she comes to the, the, the renowned home of Bosley and sons of Bosley and families or the Digwell, Digwell family, you know, digging estate. And she's like, listen, you are better at digging trenches and graves and things that and holes in the ground than anyone and if we do not dig trenches to divert this this flood that is going to come with this rainstorm, then these plants, these animals are going to perish. And Bosley says, well, and then I guess I got to go do the guess I got to go and I guess I got to dig this trench. All right. Hey, Bosley, hey, Bosley, Bosley, I'm going to go dig a trench. Uh, can you hear Bosley? I'm pretty sure she can hear me. I think it's probably fine. I'm about it. So, <laughs> so she is kind of like a hero figure or just wandering and like talks to plants. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, I worry, I know a worry, but is it too simple for it just to be like, she just walks around helping people with plant life? I don't think she walks around. Okay. I, I think it is too easy to make her like a wandering hero. Can I, I give you a pitch? I'm sorry. I didn't yes, mean to interrupt. Please. No, please. Because that gives me a fucking idea. All right, hit me. She does not go places. She does not. She is the flower 
oracle. When there is a place that needs her most, she listens to the planet, lays her hands on the ground, and the flowers will speak to you in her voice. Oh, I love that. That's dope. That's how she speaks to Bosley Digwell. We're like, he's digging, and like, you know, they're at the house, and like, you know, their aloe plant all of a sudden is like, so you need to dig it. You're like, holy shit, whoa. And you're like, you need to dig a trench out back. You know, you what? need to do this. Hey, aloe plant is talking. Oh, ah, yeah, ah. Yes, it is. Oh, no. Nah, but ah. this is what, this is, she's, <laughs> she's still not over the fact that like she scares people. So she's like, oh, yeah, uh, sure. So what you need to do is, so yeah, she basically speaks like that's why she's this presence in the world. And that's why people think she is a flower. That's why people yeah. think that she is the spirit of the earth. Right. You know, she has that planeteer's Gaia energy, you yeah. know, but is she a normal person with just a gift? I think so. Okay. So, like, what is her deal? Who is she? Do you want to ask more questions and find out, like, what her past is? Um, let's ask some other questions. Let's say, what food and drink uh, satisfies this character the most? So, I imagine this, uh, I imagine Dahlia in, a, like, I'm, I'm looking at pictures of wildflowers on Google Images, and I'm just scrolling to try to get, like, some, some ideas. And I'm seeing like a like a small like wooden house out in the woods, not out in like an open field, with like a path that leads up to it. Very welcoming. So, what is it? What foods? What? What foods and drinks really satisfy her? What food really satisfies her? Can I throw you another pitch for like where she lives though? Because I'm also looking at images. Yeah, please. I just googled caves. Yeah, there's so, like the, the visuals are very dope and like. There are some that are, like, woods adjacent that I think are really, mm. really cool looking. I see that one. I see one. Yeah, that looks amazing. So, like, I kind of like if the idea of she lives in one of these caves but, like, has decorated it like a house and it's just, like, these beautiful, you know, look, these beautiful, like, stalagmites and stalactites. And, like, there's just a lot of cool stuff in this cave. I dig it. And that means that, like, she, that's where she goes to get away from it all. Yeah. That's where she can finally, like... You know, it's it's kind of like where you're not supposed to sleep where your office is. You know what I mean? You're not supposed yeah. to sleep near your work, so you get away from it. I think a cave, um, like not a conflict, but just a thing is like it's the only time that she can kind of be away from what the planet needs to say to her. Unless there's oh, yeah. like, a, like a toadstool or something that's like, hey, how's it going? You know what I mean? Um, it's kind of just like her quiet place and she prefers the dark and the dank and it's, I mean, caves can be quite cozy if you decorate them like a house. Oh yeah. She's, she's got, she's got decorations on point. Um, but what food gives her, damn it. What is it? I'm sorry. What food and drink really satisfy? What, 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 what is the food and what is a food and drink? Like, what is she, what is she eating, drinking? What brings her joy? What satisfies her, I think is, um, going into town. I think she does go into town, whatever that town may be, if it's a big city. Is she near a big city? What are you thinking? I kind of love her being near a very small town. Yeah, and she stops in for, like, her favorite food in the world is, I think, just, like, something simple. Like a buttercream bun? Yeah, like a nice bun, like, with, like, a a buttercream. Is that a dessert? Yeah, like a like a one of the like a pastry bun, you know what I mean, with a little yeah, buttercream yeah. filling oh, in hell it. Hell yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just like something simple, because she comes in and she says hello to people, and you know she spends a lot of time, I think, on her own. You know what I love about this, like that what? just hit me, is like they don't know who she is. No, and like oh, I think there's there's I like kind that. of 
I think that she, it's which could be sad, but I think she specifically likes it. I like that a lot. She likes that she is not that like there's the flower. It's it's sort of a superhero secret identity thing. She like and it, but she's not like actively trying to ho- cover it up. She's just like I have this life that is separate. Like I do this important work, and then I go into town and like I just have a life. Like I am not. I don't have you know. She's like, I, I, I act, she kind of, I think, actively works to make sure that, like, her life as Dahlia Reyes, uh, is separate from the Flower Oracle. I dig it. So she has a normal life. And yeah. And she goes to get her buttercream buns. She goes to get, like, a fucking beer. You know, just chill. Be normal for a little bit. Because when she gets home, it's a bit much, you know, to be, like, time to go talk to people through plants. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... What is, what is, what is she after? What is the conflict in this story? You know what I mean? Like, what is, what is the thing? What does she want? And what's the thing keeping her from getting it? All right. So, well, there's a question from the game that I think, like, addresses this, which is who are the greatest threats to this world? I think world in this place kind of means her, like, immediate vicinity and story. So, like, I think it is that she is addressing, like, a threat or, like, Mm. a problem. Like, like, her quest at this moment is, like, dealing with something large like big large in scope i have a pitch all right i always like the idea i like um fantasy tales that have like some sort of corruption or like a like there's sort of like a plant virus spreading or there's something that is killing plant life like you said bosley digwell needs to dig this trench or plants will die i think it's you need to do this or the plants will die type thing and that's her role where she has been you know the flower oracle telling people how to her entire life this is my pitch. We're 24 minutes in. My pitch is her entire life, she grew up being able to commune through plants and tell people what that plant needs and what the, what like, you know, if you plant the dunes, the beach won't wash away type thing. And people are like, we got to plant more fucking dunes after this hurricane type thing. And like, you know, and also things like, if you put me in a shady spot, I'll be much happier and I'll grow stronger vines. They're like, oh God, thank you, Ivy. Um, And t- until... Something actually started threatening plant life in the world or in specific regions. And I don't know what it is yet, but something is threatening it. And she's like, oh, no, like, I have to put out this fire. I have to tell people, like, things they can do to prepare themselves for it so it doesn't hurt any of what are essentially my friends, the things I'm communicating with, because I can't be everywhere at once. She doesn't have control over the plants. She speaks through them. People think she does, and that's why she talks to them. She's like, no one, people just think their ivy is talking to them. Everybody thinks yeah. they have magical plants all of a sudden, when it's just like, and that's kind of the role she plays, where mm-hmm. she's like, you know, if you, it, you you're going to have to go to this cave, you know, hey, Dave, Dave, if you're going to have to go to this cave, knock three times on the wall, when the miniature Tarask appears, you're going to have to have a hero defeat it if you're not a hero yourself. Otherwise, you know, your plants will die because of X, Y, and Z. Is it something like that? Is there something threatening plants? I'm into that. I can go with that. Yeah. I what think that is it? Uh, it is the rot demon. Oh, fuck. So it's just like a, a demon of a demon that corrodes turning plants to like demonic... You know, basically like piranha plants, maybe. Yeah, Does it sure. twist them into some kind of, like, you know, it's a parasitic 
in demon that infects plants and turns them into like dangerous beasts like piranha plants like an ivy would turn into like it would strangle you like a constricting snake like things like that yeah no yeah i love that that's 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 cool as hell and then it's basically she's kind of in this like kind of shadow war a little bit yeah absolutely like this idea that there's this demon that is like you know <gasps> yes. corrupting plants and turning them into plant monsters and she's kind of for lack of a better reference i know i've gone to this well before but oh but in my defense i've only gone to this well when it was funny okay she sort of is doing like a nick fury thing where she's like where like you know it's like well i have to put together this team for this operation to fix these like fix this thing because these plants are going you know have been these plants are going to be corrupted and turned into like a shambling mound and therefore to stop this from happening to stop this from happening i have to organize people and make sure that like these these four things have to happen if these four things happen then the rot demon cannot you know make their move I love this because now we have uh, two like diametrically opposing like forces where yep. I think somewhere else in the world, there's just a rot demon doing the same thing. Oh, yeah. Like speaking through a plant. It's basically creating Audrey twos from Little Shop of Horrors, yeah. essentially. Yeah, yeah. Where like there's a demon speaking through, you know, your house plant and it's like, put me outside so I can so I can like, you know, sow my seeds. But it's like sows these seeds and like 10 more Audrey twos come out and you're like, oh, no, fuck. And then the person gets eaten yeah 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 i think that's exactly what it is and she has to she unfortunately doesn't like control plants to like you know she can't make a sunflower like punch that audrey two in the face so she has to tell people like you're gonna have to fight this thing or, or like, like not even fight this thing or like you know she knows that like plants are like oh no like i feel you know i feel this i feel the grip of the rotten demon so she's like okay well you have to make you have to move these plants over five feet and care for them to make sure that they don't die out because if they don't die out the rot demon gets a hold of them and turns them into rot monsters there's something very tragic to this too because she'd be back in her cave or like out like with her hand in the soil or like touching a leaf and she would hear the the plants being like i feel something coming over me you know, I'm in the geode region. I'm a pine tree and they're coming. It's coming for me. Help, help. You know what I mean? And she, does she hear then the rot demon being like, this one's mine now, release it, mm -hmm. you know? And therefore she has to teach people like go into the pine forest and like, you know, spread, grind these leaves up and spread that, like spread that mixture around and the rot demon will fade. Like the rot will fade. Yeah. I fucking dig this. Um, let's find out more about, who, now that we know the, like, quest and the conflicts and things like that, do you mm -hmm. want to know just, like, more about them? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's just get to meet them more, because now we have the fantasy element where it's, like, their conflict is battling a rot demon and teaching people, you know, how to combat it without kind of revealing herself. You said secret identity. It gave me the idea that she can, no one can ever know that there's a person pulling these strings, or else the rot demon would probably also come for her. Love that. Let me see. Let me see. When did this character discover they were special? Oh, that's a good question. I have the immediate image of her as a kid. Maybe, did she at one point live in a major city? Sure, yeah. She, what city do you think? Geode. Let's say Geode. Okay, so she lived in Geode. And I think her entire life, like, she's been around plants. It's a simple choice, but I like it. Um, she grew up in a, in a, not a shop. She grew up, okay, here's my pitch for you. 
her family used to run um, the like botanical garden in a layer of geode that's for agriculture and appreciating plants. Not for like buying them, not for like, you know, it's just for like, you. it's Longwood Gardens. It's the Botanical Garden of Brooklyn where you go and you appreciate it. Yeah. And like people are growing like this is what, this is a crimson, this is a crimson oak of dragon. And, and it's like right next to, you know, like a deep wood palm of Purethra Guild, you know, and it's like, it's an educational thing. So she's just grown up playing among the leaves and things like that. And her entire childhood, she was just like, you know, when you, when I was a kid, I had to like hang out at my mom's office sometimes, like when she worked in an office, I would have to go there and just like hang out until she was done work. And like, you find shit to do, you walk around like, you know, and I think her imaginary friend time was just like plants, like she would be like Longwood Palm, Longwood Palm, and it would like, you know, in her own mind as a child, she's like, and the, and the palm talks back to me, when in reality, it really fucking was. Yeah. Love that. So she spends her t- childhood talking to kit, talking to plants, talking to plants, and I think, oh, I can, I, I have, I have an image. Sorry if I'm talking too much. No, you're good. She's in this Longwood Garden esque botanical garden type thing, and she's always wanted a fruit from this one tree, and the tree grows tremendously high. It's a spectral apple from Purethra Guild, and its tree, its leaves are like a shining. They look like silver coins when the light hits them, and the apples they grow are these like metallic, shiny, crisp, beautiful things. And she can never reach them because the tree grows like a redwood. It's so high. And one day she's reaching, and she's like, "I'll never reach it. I wish it would just bend down and like and basically like giving tree style, like bend down and like." like bent in half and gave her an apple and she was like i think it's because i asked for it and that's Mm -hmm. when she learned she was special and could commune with the plants that it wasn't all just imaginary friends she actually had some love it because i think she's always been a solitary type person love it okay let me see in in her opinion who are the people that bring order to this world i think she has a tremendous amount of respect for like um like caretakers not like not necessarily specifically like plants and things or like serve like uh like service people mm. people in like service service roles you know what why i mean is that? yeah why is that i think because like so much of her work is like cal like she has to call on she has to call on the best people to like do her work you know what i mean absolutely she's come to realize that oftentimes the best person to call on is a person with a very mundane job She's like, if I need somebody, she's like, I could call on Conjure, but she's not going to show. I could call on Big Jer, maybe he's busy. If I call, if I just randomly talk to like a baker who's three houses down, who could just swing by this plant that needs to be like pruned on their walk home and they spend 20 minutes pruning this plant, it helps, it helps my quest to save the world they're happy to help out because they get to feel like a hero because the flower oracle gave them a, a mission and they completed it and they do a really good job they're they're a they're beautiful cake decorator they have a natural experience in that sort of detailed work she really appreciates people who do quote unquote ordinary work and i think she she like she kind of scoffs at the quote unquote heroes and is like you're fine but I need people, I need specific skill sets, and there are so many people who have those skill sets that I can count on in a pinch. I mean, that was 
beautiful and and perfect. It gives me so many cool ideas because what you're saying is she makes everyone see that they're a hero and that they can make a an actual change and fight a battle worth fighting for and like because so oftentimes we quantify strength and fantasy as like literal physical strength or like magical strength when this is being like doing a small gesture you know when you're called upon to when you're asked to do it when someone says to you if you if all of a sudden you know a blade of grass is like hey if you follow this path at the end there's a rose bush if you prune it for it'll take 20 minutes you will save the world Someone saying, yeah, absolutely, I'll do that because I want to help. And someone adding their own, like, personal flair to it. It's like they become a hero. They become equally as powerful as, like, Big Jeremy or, like, any of the people we've talked about in the past. And this person, I think she is just someone who's, like, not physically powerful. You know, she's not magical. She doesn't shoot fireballs and lightning. She just talks to plants. And she knows that that is powerful. And Mm -hmm. she knows that there's strength in all of us. If all you all you have to do is one tiny gesture and it can make a world of difference. And I love this like environmentalist type character that we're making. That's just like, you know, one tiny gesture is all it takes. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm obsessed. I love that she's making normal people heroes. Oh, yeah. I like what is this character's way of coping under conditions of extreme duress? Okay. How is she relaxing? How does she relax after a hard one? Um, oh, I have one. Uh, she takes a walk through the woods after a moment of extreme duress. Like, you know, she has just asked Aaron on his way home from work to like, if you could, could you pull this weed up? That weed doesn't belong there. And I'm like, oh, okay. And like, you know, for, but for her point of view, it's like this super stressful. If this kid doesn't pull this weed, like it could be catastrophic. So it's this deep breath. She takes a walk through the woods with earplugs in with noise canceling headphones so that she can enjoy but not you know after a nice day of stress i don't like you know i want it to be like she kicks back in a cave but i also want her to enjoy nature and enjoy plants oh yeah and i think she does that with headphones on and she's like it's her putting her phone on silent it's her version of uninstalling twitter on her phone it's her like i love the natural world and i'm dedicated my life to keeping it pristine and beautiful she takes the scenic here's it is she takes the scenic way into town and she walks through the forest and looking at all the things that she's helped keep safe and appreciate and being like i made that you are because there has to be days where she's sitting in this cave being like what's it all for you know the rot demon once i die the rot demon's just gonna run rampant all i'm doing is delaying the inevitable and then there's days where she walks through the woods and she's like no what I'm doing is creating all of this, is keeping everything safe. Even if no one knows me or sings songs about me, what I'm doing is really important. And I think that's how she relaxes, is just looking at everything that she's helped preserve and actually enjoying it, you know, but without, like, turning it into work. You know, it's like us listening to a podcast, not thinking of, like, oh, man, I better be making something right now. It's like, no, she takes time to sit and reflect. I love it. Two yeah. things. I love it. That's beautiful. Two, uh, I need to I need to throw out a cursed idea for a okay. minute. Uh Wizwit, that's W-Y-Z-Z-W-I-T, is Wizards Twitter uh, equivalent. In which, you know, it's for wow. it's for quick hit jokes. It's just as bad as the real Twitter. Yeah, no question. It's like quick comedy. Comedy from the does someone actually run the account or is it Wizard? <laughs> Wizard um 
Uh, wizard has an intern run it. Yeah. But like it's they're all signed as by Wizard and like but Wizard has an intern. Ugh, of course Wizard <laughs> is an intern. All right, go ahead, guys, please. Get on, guys get on Wizwit. Yeah, you, no. Are y'all on Wizwit? Are the no, kids on Wizwit? No, 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 no. It's just brands, Aaron. It's just it's all <laughs> just brands. <laughs> Brand, you like you sign on to Wizwit, and it's like Shield Data has followed you, and you're like, oh, what? And it's like drink Cornst, and you're like, Cornst, that is that even run by a person? And it's just like it's Cornst, drink it up, and you're like, fuck, God, this sucks. And Cornst will tweet at you like, thirsty, reach for a buttery bottle of Cornst, and you're like, thank you. No. you you're tweet you you tweet out like. You know, walking through the woods, enjoying my day. Shield Aid likes and retweets it. No, quotes it and is like, you know how this day would be radder? Chug a Shield Aid, block that bullshit. And you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, God. Oh, it just Silence keeps brand. happening. <laughs> so tell me about, wait, is that all? The, what That's, the all That's all I got. That's all I got. That's all I got. We're done. We're so done with this. It exists. Yeah, I just um, wanted to make it exist. I, I love that a lot. So Billy Groat Scruff's Wizwit account is is run by Big Jeremy. No question. And like it is unintentionally weird Twitter. <laughs> oh, can I tell you why? Yeah. It's like a fucking middle aged person on <laughs> Facebook where they're like they cut like, you know it's all, it's all just memes. <laughs> it's lots of bad memes, but like if a brand tweets at Big Jeremy, Big Jeremy tweets at brands trying to get like if they're like uh, 1,000 retweets, and we'll give away a bottle of Shield Aid. He quote tweets it, and he's like, y'all, let's get in on this. We can get free Shield Aid. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Big, Big Jeremy is wholesome, but Big Jeremy is very gullible when it comes to, like, Wizwit, <laughs> where he'll be like, y'all. Also, also <laughs> posts a lot of memes <laughs> that are like, every day looking at the sun is another day not spent underground. Oh my god. <laughs> there there's so many things where it's like um you know the chamber arcanum said if this tweet reaches 4000 retweets, you know, they'll give away their magic secrets. And he's like, "Why are more people talking about this? Spread this like wildfire." <laughs> but none of this is from like a personal. This is all from business account. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything. Everything. Somebody'll say that thing where they go, uh Somebody retweet this. I'm trying something. And Big Jeremy was like, we got to retweet this. They're trying something. They're trying something. Big Jeremy is is a clout chaser, like his greatest <laughs> dream come true. Where Big Jeremy would be like, spread this because everybody follows Big Jeremy. So Big Jeremy, all the brands are just preying on him. <laughs> they tweet at him every morning. He's like, oh my God, my... My Wizwit is on fire today. Everyone is just adding. I'm so cool. Let me. Oh my god! I'm gonna retweet this Shield Aid. It's him drinking Shield Aid like an uh, <laughs> shitty gif of Big Jeremy drinking Shield Aid, and he's like, "Look, check this out, followers. Oh my god!" And he's just waiting every day. He checks by the mailbox to wait for if they sent him anything, and oh. no one ever does. <laughs> okay, but the thing is, this actually does sound lovely, and I would follow this. So, I like, would, oh, I'd be so about. I'm not saying it's bad. Wizwit sucks. <laughs> Big Jeremy rules. It does. Anyway, anyway, I feel like, anyway, I feel like that's pretty much all I got on on that really important topic. Let's maybe do one more question, then we'll call it a night. Yes, I I have one. Then I have a point. I have a thing to make at the end. Okay, I have one. I think I have the one I want to end on. Okay, how does the character show respect to those who have impressed them? You've you just pulled that weed. Yeah, the flower oracle spoke to you. You pulled a weed. What's your sign of a job well done? A beautiful gust of wind that carries the scent you cherish most. Love it. Perfect. Um, I was in Prospect Park today, and the wind blew through, like, reeds. 
and the sound it made it like made this sounds so whack but like it made me stop and i was like that was beautiful it was like this beautiful i was like that's nature's wind chimes baby and it smelled like grass and water from like this lake and i was like you know how people are like and that's a message you know my, you know, a lot of people would be like, and that's the world talking to you. Like I, like we said, a lot of people misconstrue this as like the planet speaking to you, and like it is. Mm-hmm. It's just through it's just through the flower oracle, where yeah. like you did something good. There's like a wind, or like the clouds part, and the sun shines on that plant that just spoke to you. There's some kind of beautiful phenomenon that's like artistic and poetic and just gorgeous that happens. You know, a, yep. a, a bud just opens up. And it releases like a nice smell for you or like you just get to look at this gorgeous rose that just opened up for you. You know, a bird comes and like sings a beautiful song on a branch, you know, and that's how you know that you were spoken to by the flower oracle where something a little out of place happens. And it's her way of being like, you know, winking at you and be like, thank you. You're doing love you're it. doing something really important. I love it. So my note for the give me give me your close nose of this is the rot. It's about the rot demon, of course. Okay. I want to go sure. down the way of yeah. big bads. The rot demon is old as time itself, as old as the horrors and geode, as old as when fantasy was created, you know, something clung to the rocks, you know, that formed the planet. And it's dwelled for millennia, poisoning a region of fantasy that at one point was gorgeous and lovely and majestic and magnificent. And it's why the Haunted Forest is haunted, Jeff, of Purethra okay. Guild, is that's where the rot demon calls home. And I think one day, one day does does Dahlia have to go there? Pro- or is, yeah. that, is that for another tale? Is that for another hero? That might be for another tale. Yeah. Because I think one day she's going to have to, because this is like her counterpart, essentially. This is like her, this is a, her opposition. One day she's going to have to face this thing. With the strength that she has or doesn't know she has. I don't I think she has more stuff that she can do, but does not know yet. Yes. You know, there's a lot of stuff like she she loves talking to the plants and sending these messages and being the flower oracle, but I think there is so much more to her than we understand we know right now. And I and I really love this fucking character a lot of just this kind of like normal person, like normal for what we would call normal of like you know, she has this job that she does. She clocks in every day and she helps save the world and spread joy and happiness and help people enjoy something that she finds beautiful. And every day she also has to clock out, go back to her cave, relax, you know, enjoy things, look at plants, eat some buns, have a beer at her favorite bar. But there's going to have to be a time when, you know, she steps outside of what she knows to see what else she's capable of. Yes, indeed. Love that. That's um, that's a wrap. God damn, that's a wrap on Dahlia Reyes. Love um, it. Thank you so much for your prompt, dear, and thank you so much for uh, "How to Weave a Human" by Mahar Mangahas. Because holy shit, okay, beautiful so, game. I really want to just I I want to play this game through like proper. Um, you can find "How to Weave a Human" at uh, maharhar.itch.io slash "How to Weave a Human." You can just Google it. I'll be we'll be tweeting about it when this episode drops. So right now it's pay what you want, but you know this this game. You know if you have it, I cannot recommend enough. Throw in some dollars to Mahar's way because this is it's beautiful and it will help you create more in depth fleshed out characters. Like we created this fucking character and I love her. Um, so go check that out immediately. Yeah, if you'd li- and if you'd like to submit a prompt of your own to our show, 
for you, for you to use an episode, there's a lot of ways to do it. You can tweet at us at AMSC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash all my fantasy children. You can email them to us at all my fantasy children gmail.com. You can post them to our discord at bit.ly slash AMFC discord. <laughs> or you can go to all my fantasy children.com. Oh, that was a lot got, of karate and I'm about I got, it. I got jazzed up. I got into it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about it. Live this dream. Uh, while you're on our website, check out all things All My Fantasy Children, you know, connect to our Discord, chat with us about the show, listen to the music on our Bandcamp, do all that stuff. And while you're on the internet, listen to Jeff's other show, which just hit 200 episodes, Party of One podcast. Party of One is an actual play focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week, I sit down with a friend, we play a two-player game, we share some laughs, maybe a few tears, we have a really good time. New episodes drop Tuesdays at partyofonepodcast.com. Boom. Um, all My Fantasy Children is proud to be a part of the One Shot Podcast Network. Check out all the bomb-ass shows on that network, like Iron Hides, Warda, um, Design Doc, Modifier is Fire. All of these things will teach you how to be a better player, a better person, and give you a taste of what's going on in the gaming industry with some really amazing and kind people. This is all true. What else do you want? So go check all those out. Um, verbal hug this week. Uh, I have one. I've been thinking about it. Um, yep. This is a this is something that's been going around Twitter, and I think it's good to like kind of put it into the world um, or put it onto the podcast because I think it's really good to think about. Which is like, um, it was something that good, good, good dear friend of the show Brandon Leon Gambetta was talking about on Twitter that I, I started talking about, and that a bunch of other people started to talk about. Uh, which is just like, don't be afraid to like say your goals out loud. Facts. Don't be afraid to like say the things that you want to achieve and that you want to have happen. And like don't be afraid to say them in as specific and sort of Windex clear as you can and don't be afraid to like be honest about them. I think those are like, you know, it's it's a valuable thing to do and I think oftentimes unfortunately we you know, the world that we live in kind of encourages us to like downplay certain aspects of our goals or the things that we want in the world, but I think that's kind of a harmful way to go about things. And I think it's, it's valuable to say like, this is what I am working towards. Like this is unabashedly where I am headed and what I am aiming for. And cause I think a lot of times that lets, you know, saying that and saying that and saying it proudly and, and with no shame or embarrassment tells you, okay, well, this is what I have to be doing to work towards that. Yeah. And it gives other people in your life, the opportunity to help you achieve that. Yeah, Absolutely. No question. If you don't put it out there, if you don't say, I'm a podcaster and I make a bomb show, one, no one's going to know. And two, I'll believe you. If you're like, yeah, I make a show, I'd be like, cool. Let me, I want to help you fucking build that thing up. You know, I want to help you. What is it? I want to know more about it. You know, it's how I found this game. What I was talking about, like, I want a character creation game. And Mahar was like, here's mine. Use it on the show. And like, that's how I'm trying to learn to be more is like, talking about the things that i do and not being ashamed to say like hey we're a smaller show but like the stuff we make is fire and like it you know it deserves your ears because it does and you know it's i agree completely with all of this don't be afraid you're, you're chasing the dreams you're grinding you're putting so much work in don't be afraid to be like this is the shit that i do that i'm passionate about you know everybody else does it and so why not you don't be scared you're amazing the shit you make is bomb yeah. And also help people out. Like, you know, if you, you see people doing that, hype them up. Even, you know, even if it's not your jam, 
help people spread it to people who it is their jam, you know, and also like give them your money, you know, all that kind of stuff. Help people grow in any way that you can. Hell yeah. And that's about it. That's all we talk about on this show. And that's it. Until next time, my friends. Good Good night night and good game. game. Excuse me, young one. I'm sorry to startle you. How would you like to save the world today? Who said that? (laughs) Oh, God. It was me, the pumpkin. Pumpkins talk? Well, this one does. Right now, anyway. Oh, wow. This is amazing. So, hi. Um, how was your day? Um, my day was good. I went to the store and I bought some new fertilizer and a new trowel, and a bag of seeds, and a stick, and... Wow, great, that's great. Look, I really appreciate your energy. Now let's see where else we can channel that. Do you see this big green horn that's coming out by my stem? I need you, and only you, to snip it for me. Just snip it right off. Oh, wow, really? Gee, I love gardening. It's always been my favorite thing to do, but, you know, I've never been really good at it. So hold on, let me go get my pruning shears. Yeah, that would be great. Go get them. Dad, Dad, a pumpkin's out there, and it's talking to me, and it's telling me I can save the world if I trim it, and I just need these pruning shears. Can you get them for me? Can you grab me those so I can save the world? I told you, young Chad. To address me as Lord Butternut when there is company. I'm sorry, Lord Butternut. If you ever barge into my office again. I'm sorry, Lord Butternut. Now go outside and make yourself useful. You will never be anyone who saves the world, Chad. You will never amount to anything unless I deem it so. Welcome back. Oh, you got the pruning shears. Oh no, why are you crying, little halfling? It's nothing, pumpkin. (laughs) Let me get rid of that horn for you. Wow, you did such an amazing job. Tell you what, if you come back out here every day, I'll tell you all the gardening secrets you'll ever want to know. No fooling? Really, you will? I sure will. I think you and I are going to grow an amazing garden together. And one last thing. Spend your days doing something that makes you so happy. Don't give any time to people who are making you upset. If anyone's ever being mean to you, you just smile and come out to the garden, okay? And I'll come chat with you. I promise. And snip. There it goes. And just like that, Chad, you're a hero. You saved the world. I did? Oh, wow. So until tomorrow... Write down all the questions you have for me. Um, limit that to five, and we'll talk tomorrow. Bye, little one. Goodbye. My gardening saved the world. Wow.